TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law, and the Real Estate Radio Hour. Yes, indeed. We are back at it. We're around every Saturday in the 10 o'clock hour. I'm looking around. I see a couple of familiar faces. I don't see Chris, however. Andy, where's Chris? Uh, Oh, Chris was caroling, I believe. Oh, he is. Yeah. He's usually kind of a a humbug kind of a guy. Not really. Yeah, actually, I think he's out having a little uh, vacation time. Oh, good. Perfect time of year to do it, I think. Absolutely. What What's the week been like for you in real estate? Well, boy, I tell you, it's been a uh, it's been a pretty interesting week. We've had so much crazy stuff going on with the stock market and other yes. things like that. Yeah. That rates have actually taken uh, the right direction in in most consumers' opinions. They went a little lower, and that is actually exciting for a lot of the buyers that are out there because that expands their purchasing power or lowers their payment. So. It was a lot of people that were kind of running out of gas that were, uh, you know, feeling a little pessimistic, you know, kind of that we can't find something or whatever. That gives them a little more energy to get back out there and, and find the house. I want to alert our listeners, as usual, if you have any kind of a real estate question, 651-989-9226. And before Andy tells us who else he brought with him today, mm-hmm. uh, text number is 81807, 81807. I mean, not only is it festive yeah. around here. The Studio Six, as we call it. Yeah. But you brought some. Uh, well, some, I had Travis uh, dress up people. as an elf, and uh, <laughs> well, Travis Whitford. You know, you guys know he's a mortgage yeah. expert. He can answer anybody's questions on anything to do with mortgages, and so we Perfect. brought Travis in here to kind of co-host with me today and uh, help us try and uh, live up to Mr. Rooney's shoes. Yeah. yeah. Who did uh, Who did you bring with Travis? I brought in uh, Cindy Allen, and uh, she's going to talk a lot about uh, reverse mortgages here later on in the show. We always get questions about that, yes. don't we? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Nice so if anybody Cindy. does have a question right now, it'd be a good time to, to yeah. text in or call in. Um, we're going to cover everything from the basics of, of what is a reverse mortgage to the pros and the cons, well, who qualifies, and then uh, what you have to do if you're interested in uh, proceeding with looking into something like this. So, okay. It's pretty, pretty exciting. A lot of good help in the studio. Again, call us, 651-989-9226, or uh, send a text, 81807. So, Travis, what do you, uh, what, what's going on out there with the rates, and what are you, you know, what are you seeing? I mean, obviously, yeah, so, heard my teaser, so. Yeah, l- last time I was on, about three weeks ago, I my rate update, you know, everything was, you know, we are north of five, or, you know, if I was the new four, it, but uh, we, we've seen a little retraction in the rates, 
here a little bit. So we're back down, you know, solid under five in the perfect scenario with credit score and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of that has to do with um, just the overall fears of um, economic slowdown globally. Yeah. You know, so all that stuff's kind of tied together. We know the stock market has, uh, you know, last couple of weeks has dropped, what, you know, 1,500 points, thereabouts, mm-hmm. something like that. And um, also last week, uh, job reports, too. Um, the job reports came out, and uh, um, they were expecting, you know, close to 190,000 new jobs, and it was only at 150 and 150,000. And, uh, you know, a job report is a big, big indicator of what direction rates go. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime it's less than anticipated, we see improvement to rates. Anytime it's way better than anticipated, that typically makes uh, mortgage rates go higher. Well, and I don't think a lot of people, you know, really realize, Denny, that the rates were up over five. I mean, they, for a while, they're up almost at five and a quarter. I mean, they were pretty aggressive for a while there, and now they're back down in that. I think Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac this morning in the paper had them quoted at like 4.65 on an average nationally. So that was pretty aggressive. I mean, that's a big dip. Yeah, typically when like Fannie or Freddie reports their rates, they include um, anywhere from a half a point to a point and in, in discount points tied to those rates. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that posted rate that uh, Fannie and Freddie show might come with a little extra charge to it. Sure, of course. Well, and you know, and that, what excites me about that, Danny, is again, is that everybody's been really excited. The economy's been doing well with people with their equity coming back, okay? So when people have equity, they have options. And so what's been nice is that when rates actually soften a little bit, that'll hold those, the, usually the sale price is a little higher, a little longer, and and so that that's good. So you'll start seeing some of those people not have to do price reductions to get their houses sold because people can afford more or they, ha- again, have the, the lower payments. So. Good payment. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of what this uh, improved, you know, equity that everybody's had. You know, the people that, you know, bought bought a house, uh, you know, two, three years ago with minimal down, you know, meaning, you know, 5% or less. I mean, now you're able to, to refinance and get out of that mortgage insurance. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it makes sense, even if the rate goes up a little bit, to eliminate that mortgage insurance. And in some cases, there's, you know, significant equity position and people can get a little cash out to accomplish some other goals and needs that they have too. So we're seeing a lot of that these days. Well, you know, and that that, that kind of dovetails into what we wanted to talk about today, Denny. We wanted to talk about reverse mortgages a little bit because a lot of our listeners have called and asked questions. You know, a lot of people think they're illegal. Some people have said, oh, they you can't even do them. They're not legal. They are legal. And they're a fantastic tool that when they're done properly – um, you, you can actually buy a house, for example. Like a lot of the pressures of the marketplace like right now are you, you have a house that you want to sell or you need to sell before you buy. Well, uh, this we can actually do what they call a reverse for purchase. They have all kinds of tools where they can take that equity, put it to work for you, get the new house secured, and then you actually put the other house up for sale and makes it really easy. And it takes a lot of the stress, well, especially sure. if somebody's, you know, not 100 percent, you know, um, capable. Maybe they're they're in a wheelchair or they have, you know, uh, medical equipment or whatever that they can't, you know, be homeless. You literally have to go from one to the other and make that move or that transition. And so this is a, a great tool. And so we brought Cindy in today. Welcome to the studio. There we go. Welcome to the studio. Try that again. We had your mic Thank off. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so talk to us a little bit. What is what is the general, what is a reverse mortgage? You know, who uses it or how, you know, what are the parameters? Yeah, we should it? define it. Uh, yeah, reverse. define yeah. what a reverse mortgage yeah. is. Well, a reverse mortgage can be used for a refinance or a purchase of a new property. Um, it's an FHA insured mortgage. So it's, you know, government backed. Um, 
the money can be used for whatever you want to use the money for in a refinance situation. People will sometimes consolidate their debt. Um, there's the option to have a growing credit line that grows at about 5% a year. Um, and you can also um, take income monthly from it tax-free. And, and you can also switch it up as time goes on. So, for instance, if you are in your home and you're healthy, you can let that credit line grow. And then when you get to the point where you need in-home care, you can use that credit line to pay for your in-home care. Which is awesome. Right. Or if, for instance, the stock market um, takes a big dip and you decide that you don't want to withdraw from your portfolio anymore, it can be a real good portfolio shock absorber. So then you can temporarily maybe take money from your credit line and and let your um, investments recover. Hmm. How about those monthly payments? What are those like? Zero. There is no monthly payment. And then, so no money. Wow, that's a, I like that. Um. <laughs> well, you still have to pay your taxes and insurance, but you don't have you don't have any monthly payment. Gotcha. So what? Who qualifies, or what is the? I know there's an age hurdle that we have. Well, to get yeah, over. one one person has to be sixty two, and then based on age, we'll determine how much money you have access to. So the older you are, the the more that money you'll have access to, obviously, because mm. you know your life expectancy won't be so so. Um, and that's because they're they're obviously just playing the statistics of you know yeah, life, exactly. longevity and and right they put the odds right. in there. One of the questions that I've often um, gotten is what happens if one person's younger than sixty two? So you know if you have if you have um, a couple one sixty two one's fifty eight let's say, and they're in the home they're using the credit line you know the 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 spouse who's younger if the older person dies is never required to leave the home, but they then they would not be allowed to draw any more on the credit line. Hmm. So, You know what? It's time for a break. But we uh, still would love to hear from you if you have any kind of a real estate question. Uh, 651-989-9226 or send a text 81807. We have uh, some text messages as well coming in. And it's the real estate show here on CCO around every Saturday in the 10 o'clock hour. If you do happen to have a question, you can phone it in or text it in. Uh, there is a line open, 651-989-9226. Or, again, send a text, 81807. Chris is taking the day off today. But uh, we, you guys were talking about, before the break, about reverse mortgages. Yep. Somebody wanted to know, is there a downside to reverse mm. mortgages? It's a good question for Cindy. Well, there, the downside would be that the heirs, when the, the last person in the home passes away, won't have as much equity, you know, um, because the interest from, you're not making a mortgage payment, but the interest is accruing and being added to the to the balance of the mortgage. Mm-hmm. So and that- so most people that take out a uh, like a reverse mortgage, because I think that in the old days there were versions of these that were predatory, and nowadays right. they've been so regulated that they're mm-hmm. – what it is is you have to think of a reverse mortgage as a tool. If you've run out of other resources and you need cash and you need something to actually you know stay longer in the house or you have somebody that has a current medical condition that's a temporary thing or whatever, you're on a fixed income and you're just not making the amount that you need to make to cover your – it's your money – and the thing right. that I always say is this. People always feel guilty about, you know, having to access to their own money. It's your money. So you've worked hard for it. You have access to it. And this is just a tool to get access to it. Instead of selling the house and, and selling it and taking the equity and living with somebody else at the mercy of the rent or whatever else, this allows you to stay in the home that you're comfortable with, that you love, and and actually get the resources you need to, to stay put and do what you need to do. So Yeah, that's right. It's, it's, an, it's an option. It's not for everyone. Right, yeah. It's not for everyone at all. But, you know, there's... I mean, envision this scenario. Let's say you're on a you know fixed social security income. You're making twelve hundred bucks a month. You got a mortgage payment. 
that, uh, you know, is $700 a month with taxes and insurance and everything. So you got $500 a month to live on, you know, to pay, pay all your utilities, you know, pay for all your groceries, pay for everything like that. I mean, that's, you know, kind of tight. So, you know, if you're in a situation where you own a house and you got decent equity and somebody wants to have a little bit better quality of life mm-hmm. at the end of their at the end of their their years, I mean, why not look at it as an option? But it, again, like everyone said, it's a reverse mortgage is not for everybody. Well, let's tap into real quick. Um, uh, how do you use that equity from the reverse mortgage actually to go out and purchase another property? Let's say you went from the two-story, mm-hmm. now your family conditions have changed, you're eligible, you're old enough to actually qualify for the program, and you want to get into, let's say, one-level living. Okay, right. That's a very common scenario I deal with a lot of my clients. Mm-hmm. They want to get into one-level living, and they want to purchase, and they maybe don't have the high-earning job anymore. They have you know, their annuities and whatever else, right. but... How do, you, how do you paint that picture for us? How does that work? Well, you know, for instance, if you have your two-story home, you don't want to cut grass anymore, you want to move into the one-level one living. Um, if you were, for instance, had 300000 in equity, mm-hmm. you could go buy a 300000 townhome and not have any mortgage payment. Or perhaps you put 150000 down and you have a 150000 reverse mortgage, and then you take that 150000 and you, you know, pay off debt, you invest... You can, you know, buy a rental property cr- to create more income for yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to get a second home down south. You know, there's just a lot of flexibility as far as what you can do with your lifestyle rather mm-hmm. than just sitting there and not having a mortgage payment or any assets. Okay. You know? And then do we have to, I've heard a lot of rumors about that. You have to take a bunch of classes and things like that to even qualify. Talk and walk us through what is the qualification right. process. Well, well, the first the first thing that you do is you take a um, a phone counseling session with uh, independent counselor, mm-hmm. and it costs about $150, takes 60 to 90 minutes. That's the first step just to make sure that you understand what you're getting into and that it's the right thing for you to do. And that's the consumer protection part of it. Right. Where they're, they're really making sure that somebody's not, you know, uh, being misled. They're you know, asking you lots of qualifying questions. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the next step is, you know, the qualifying is very different than it is for a regular mortgage. Um, it's more less... Um, you know, a situation where you just have to have a certain amount of residual income. Credit doesn't have to be perfect. It's pretty flexible and customized. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. So, Travis, well, how many of your customers nowadays do you think, I mean, are, that are out there that are using a product like this? I mean, I know it's a very limited audience that uses the product, but it's something that we felt we should bring back to the – we have so many people ask about it. Right. You know, it, yeah, I've had I've had uh, one transaction personally um, here in the last year where mm-hmm. there was a lady that it was it was perfect for. I mean, it was the definition of a borrower that needed a reverse mortgage. This was it, you know. But um, you know, I don't do a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I brought Cindy in because uh, she's getting into those a lot and and holding a lot of seminars with uh, senior mm-hmm. centers to explain it and you know everything else. So she's she's a little bit more of an expert on those reverse mortgages. Than well, I sure, am. and I think that that's something too to just make crystal clear. I mean, a lot of us as agents that are out there. We don't actually have where this is every other deal we do is like this. This is a one or two, maybe three, uh, you know, uh, what do you ever want to transactions yeah, a year a that involves something like this? It is, yeah. And so, but it's but it's something that, like I always say, I feel it's my obligation to bring you know, like Cindy here to talk about it because a lot of people are curious about it, and a lot of people feel like they don't have any resources. They think that, oh, I'm too old to get a loan, or I'm too whatever. And there's a lot of people spend the time to just talk to people that are resourceful like this. And, and Cindy can get you all the information you need to talk about it. 
just right. entertain it. There's no right. obligation to talk, right? No, and, not and, at all. You know, and, and, but anyway. Well, and one of the other biggest misconceptions, I think, about the reverse mortgage is people think that the bank owns the home. The bank's going to take the equity when they pass, mm-hmm. and that's not the case at all. Actually, the heirs have the opportunity to buy the property for 90% of the current value, no matter what's owed on it. Mm-hmm. So if we get into a situation where it might be overfinanced, uh, the, the heirs have the option to buy it at 95% current value. So, hmm. so it's 95%. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, I tell you what, Denny, we, uh, you know, sitting here kind of talking about all this stuff. We yeah. were excited, too. I brought in a couple more resources for maybe the next segment here. Let's do that. And I've got uh, Jamie Pettis with me, and I've got George Eckert here from REMAX. And these girls are out there every day shopping houses with their buyers. They also do listings. But I brought them in today so we could talk a little bit about what, what do they like seeing when they're out with their buyers. So if you're thinking of selling your house and you guys have questions, what couldn't yeah. we do? These girls are going to be a great resource for you here in the second half of the show. Good deal. Let's take our break. We have about another half hour of the show to go. So if you want to call in your question or text it in, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show around every Saturday here on CCO on the 10 o'clock hour. If you happen to have any kind of a real estate question, a lot of good folks in studio right now that can certainly help you out. 651 989-9226. Nine eight nine nine two two six. Text is eight one eight zero seven. Tell you what, let's go to the phones. Michael is calling in from Plymouth, I believe. Uh, Michael, everybody's listening. What's your question? Good morning. Uh, I bought a house in Corcoran. I moved it. It's almost it'll be complete in about three weeks. I have a construction loan for two hundred and fifty thousand, uh, but the house is uh, insured for five fifty. The lot's about two fifty. So I would like to take some equity out. Uh, refinance with, you know, maybe three hundred fifty or four hundred thousand dollar mortgage. The company that has a construction loan only wants to refi for roll over to a two hundred fifty thousand dollar loan. What's my best move at this point? Uh, quick question for you: How long have you owned the land? Uh, about a year and a half. Okay. Yeah, you should be if you've owned the land for more than a year, you should be able to do a, a cash out refinance up to the cash out limitations. So, you know, maybe your who you have the construction loan with, all they want to do is just turn it over to permanent financing, more or less. But you, you should be able to do a, um, a cash out refinance since you've owned the land that long. Doesn't doesn't matter how long it's taken to build. It's, it's all about how long you've owned the land for. Okay. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Here's a question, maybe for everybody. Uh, I have a twenty foot clump birch in my front yard that has grown to the point of blocking the view of the front door from the road. Would you suggest removing it for curb appeal for the resale value? I have the right people for you. Uh, that's why I assumed. Jamie Pettis is in studio with us. Jamie is a, a real estate agent that's actually up in the. Northern metro area, and then mm-hmm. I have uh, Georgia Eckert here, who's kind of in the central northern area. So we're going to talk a little bit of north metro today. So those of you on the south, I apologize. That's usually covered by Chris. But uh, we, we have you guys in studio today. What do you think? I mean, if you actually had a customer that had the big tree blocking the house, what kind of advice would you guys give to someone that has a tree that big? Would you take it down? Would you trim it? What would you do? Yeah, hi. I definitely would do some improvements on the curb appeal and research what it costs to have a tree removed or have it trimmed or have somebody come in a tree expert and take a look at the cost of having that tree removed. Get a hold of an arborist. Yes, it really is important to, you know, curb appeal driving down the street. And if you've got a house that's fully covered, you just can't 
appreciate what's behind it. So seeing it from the street, if you're going to get it for sale, it adds a lot of value, even for you know people driving down that aren't really looking, but they see your house and, right. and then they see it for sale and they can tell other people. But if it's hidden, that's really hard too. Yeah, you do spend a lot advertise. of money on that front curb appeal for that home, and then when you actually have. It, it, to me, it's like just like anything else. You need a haircut, so do your trees. And sometimes just trimming up the, the foliage on something like that I think will bring that curb appeal back. Um, this time of the year, Denny, one of the other things we've done in the past, we actually recommend that you get a hold of a landscape lighting company where we actually have had where they'll enhance the trees and actually accent them. So all of a sudden you have like a nice accent in the front yard, the backyard. So when the houses are getting darker, and this is what I brought you girls in for today too, or ladies, um, we wanted to talk about this. Like when you're pulling up to a house and now people get off work at 4 or 5 o'clock at night and we're showing a property, it's dark. How does that feel for your customer, Jamie? Uh, well, it just doesn't feel like home. So, um, yeah, I think it's really important to consider um, putting yourself in the shoes of someone that is looking for their next home and, um, you know, creating that that coziness. It's easy this time of year to add that personal mm-hmm. touch that's going to really make the, the house look welcoming. What about holiday lights, you guys? Do you think that adds kind of a fun, festive feel to the house? What are your thoughts on that? Fun? It's okay? Yeah, no, I totally do. Uh, I was just going through a final walkthrough yesterday, last night, and um, the buyers felt really at home on their street. It was festive. There were other people on the street that had their lights out. It was really cute. They don't even have any kids, but they saw their future there. Mm-hmm. It was really cute. So if you have something to do, that does help them with the at-home feel. I've heard people also talk about like having the, the house feel like you're almost like you're going to have a dinner party where you have the lights on. The, the sidewalk, you start outside, the sidewalk is swept nice. You come in, you know, the, make sure the lock works nice. Because how frustrating is that, ladies, when we have the, we go up to the front of the house and that lock doesn't work for us or it's frozen or the lockbox is frozen shut. Oh, Very yeah. frustrating? Yeah, that happens actually more than you'd think. I've broken plenty of locks in the wintertime. <laughs> yeah. I've broken my nails when it's cold. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's something to think about. Maybe, you know, if you have had a recent snowfall, bringing that lockbox inside let it thaw out a little bit so that you know that's going to be functioning. So when that agent is out there showing the house, what about uh, what are your thoughts on when they walk in the house having the fresh cookies or the you know the um, you know that I used to call it the artificial stimulants, but the you know the something like that is that important to you guys? Do you care? Do you think the consumer cares? Well, no, I I, I personally like it. You got to be kind of careful with scents though, because sometimes you walk in. Even last night, I was showing a home and it was a very strong kind of artificial scent mm-hmm. that came in. It smelled nice, but it was a little overwhelming. So um, I think cookie, you know, yeah, bake, you know, freshly baked cookies or something that um, is a little bit subdued. Um, Who doesn't like cookies, design. right? Wow, exactly. Yeah, Unless yeah. you're on a diet and then you're, <laughs> you're teasing them. But, you, but, you know, and so, or if you have, you know, foods that are cooked in your home that are maybe a little more aromatic, right, so that your house actually emulates the, the dinner that was last mm-hmm. night or something like that, you, you can imagine – um, and then all of a sudden you walk in and there's a strong pine cone smell with that aroma over top of it. What, what do you think, Georgia, when you, or you smell mildew in the basement and then you have that pine yeah. salt smell, yep. you can tell, can't you? No, I'd be careful with how you're fragrancing your home because sometimes when it's overwhelming, you get the impression that you're trying to cover something mm, up, especially yeah. down the lower level. And you've got those little incense plugins all over the place. That's exactly and what my buyers yeah. thought last night. They're like, mm. what are they trying to cover up here? Yep. So, so it, puts, it puts up the the, the the almost like the investigative senses of a wonder what's going on here, right? Mm-hmm. 
you know, if people have their essential oils going on, it's very nice and aromatic, but just, you know, keep it to a minimum and not over overwhelm the nose. <laughs> How about a house that is staged versus a house that is not staged or maybe even vacant versus furnished? I mean, because a lot of us, hey, we bought the place in Florida. We're on our way. We moved down there. We're retiring and we leave the house vacant up here in the cities. But what are your thoughts when you show a vacant home or a house that's not really well staged? I'm I'm always amazed at how uh, how much that does make a difference. I mean, for me, coming from you know my background, I I can imagine what it looks like, so it doesn't really affect my eye. But most buyers, um, it really, uh, you know, they don't quite have that imagination. So mm-hmm. I think if if you can find um, someone to stage your home, that you know, if it a good if you can find a good deal on that, I think it definitely does impact. Well, I'm sure we've even had where we've had customers will walk in and we have what we call a flex room, right? Where it could be a dining room, an office, a kids' playroom, whatever. And people will walk in there and they'll have it set up for for dining, and they're like, "Ah, oh, man, I really wish I, I had a, a you know a main floor office in this house." And as agents, how much do you guys spend for time educating that buyer on what the possibilities could be of a home? I do. I have fun with that. I have a lot of fun with talking with the buyer about what would you do with this room? Mm-hmm. I know it's set up to be this, but what else do you guys like to do? You can create your own, you know, house when you get in and make it your own and play with the workout room or a game room or, um, you know, just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. I got I wonder about cleanliness. Yeah. Is that it's an huge. issue uh, at all? Is, the, is are that, you talking of the agent or of the no, home? I'm sorry, <laughs> of the home. <laughs> the, okay. Well, well talk probably both. <laughs> <laughs> it's really big. It's that's probably, in my opinion, the biggest not complaint, but that's the biggest eyesore when people come in and they see it's unkept or yeah. it you know has a smell. You go in the bathroom. It it's really invest in having your house professionally clean. How tough yeah. is and that? Clutter too. The clutter. Yeah. Get rid I, of the clutter. What? Yeah. How tough is that? Whether it be cleanliness or the laundry all over the floor. Uh, how tough is that to talk to the? Uh, client about that like uh you want to clean your house a little how, how do you approach that d- diplomatically yep no you have to have those conversations and it, it just helps with with selling your selling points have everything neat and orderly put away you know there are the times where you have to leave the house and the dishes aren't done there's right. there are those times where you just can't get it done but if you have a place a closet throw it in or just just have it put away throw it under the bed um something quick I, I, I call it the emergency laundry bucket where yeah. you have that, where you run around the house, you do the quick sweep, and then you're out because that is going to happen. But I do – one thing I would say, Denny, and you're talking about laundry and things like yeah. that. A lot of people leave even the frilly stuff you know, hanging up, and then you're walking <laughs> through the house with a client. It's embarrassing for us as agents with our clients because we try to conduct a professional environment. I understand it is your home. I understand those things need to be dried without being in the dryer. <laughs> but you know, maybe you know, find another – place or something. I don't know. I don't, you know, I mean, cause obviously we've all had those experiences where we walk in and you're like, whoops, something embarrassing happens or we see something that's unusual. Spend the time to neutralize the house, you yeah. know, uh, desensitize or don't give those buyers and those agents that are coming through something that they can stop in their tracks and go, look at this. You know what I mean? Cause I think that that changes the whole demeanor of the showing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even, you know, like I said, people just have a hard time imagining beyond what they're seeing. Even paint color. It's like, ooh, I hate the paint in this room. And I'm always like, hey, that's easy. That's an easy fix. Mm-hmm. You, can, you know, but um, yeah, don't, I, I like, I mean, don't give people a reason to 
a superficial reason not to move forward. And I want to ask you girls, you know, you're, you're fresh in the business. You've been in the business under five years. So, you know, you, you, the, back in the foreclosure times we had, you guys didn't experience this. But do you ever have clients of yours that are in the car at the curb when they pull up and say, let's pass on this one? Oh, yeah. And why, well, give me some reasons why those people aren't even getting out of the car with you. After they've gone through the effort of setting up the showing and everything else, they stop in the driveway and say, no, thanks. What, what's happening? Why are they stopping? Is it the curb appeal? Is it the cleanliness? Is it the the misleading yeah, backyard? Yeah, all of the above and neighbors. Maybe there's a barking dog. I mean, that again happened last night where there was a yippy dog just going crazy, which isn't really much you can do about that if it's your neighbor's dog, but those <laughs> things happen. Right. Yep. Um, I know. And maybe that's a discussion you have with your neighbors, yeah. too. Hey, I'm going to be selling my house here yeah. in the next couple months. Is there anything you can do to, you know, minimize what you've got going on in your <laughs> what you've got going on in your yard because that is a deterrence for some people. Well, then um, how would you approach that neighbor because I think that you yeah. know what I've done in the past is I've said, "Hey, listen, you want your house to be worth more or less?" Right? Mm-hmm. And if they say, "Well, it doesn't matter to me." Yes, it does. Everybody that owns a house cares about their value or they wouldn't, you know, maintain their homes. And so when you have, "Hey, give me the best shot I can at selling my house for the maximum amount that the market will bear. I need your help here." Right? right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and anyway, so so what do you think, though? I mean, are there other tips you guys can give real quickly? I know that we, uh, we're kind of running out of time on this section or segment here, but um, did you have any other tips for anybody? You Exterior know, I think, I think when, like, just to add on to what you just said, when you pull up to a house and it's not the best, you know, exterior, that can always be improved. You know, what I've seen on pictures, though, say a, say a thousand words on the MLS when you're looking at pictures and whatnot, and... And I know it's a really great house and it's great floor plan layout, that kind of thing. But if the curb appeal and they're driving out and seeing the house just from their car and they're like, eh, I'm not so sure. It's, you know, it's my job to at least let's just go take a look, you know. But clearly it's it's time is important and, you know, I'm okay with moving on to if they're, if that's what they want to do. And it's important. So what you're saying is yeah. sometimes that, I hate to say the superficial part of it, but you make sure the house looks nice to get them in the door. Once they're in the door, make sure that they feel comfortable. They feel like it's warm and inviting and they stay longer. When people stay longer, usually they feel comfortable. They write offers. Yeah. And, you know, get get a fresh pair of eyes to see the house, whether, I mean, your real estate agent or a friend, because a, a lot of times there's things that you're just so used to seeing um, that you're not going to notice. Right. And there's easy things, too, like, um, you know, maybe it, updating hardware in the kitchen, something that's, you know, not very expensive, but will change the look of the kitchen. Um, and, and again, just yeah. declutter. And then when you think it's decluttered, do, do it again. More decluttering. <laughs> I, I, mean, I know we have to break here, but I remember years ago when we were, my wife and I, looking at a house. We were viewing this house. The homeowner was still there yeah. sitting in the family room. It's like, yeah, that's a nice kitchen. Yeah, okay, let's get out of here. You can't yeah. be free to uh, to discover. Does that happen at all? Uh, too it too has. often, maybe? It has, yep. And it, it is a little uncomfortable because yeah. you don't have the free freedom. You don't feel like you have the freedom to just talk ab- that's right. about Openly. things that you mm, like yeah. or dislike. Yeah. Um, and sometimes the homeowners are very friendly and they want to talk to you about everything. And it's like you want to stay on task. We've got more houses to go that's to. Right. So it is very helpful for the homeowner to step out and, you know. There's a lot of cons with that, too. Actually, why don't we come back from the break? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Because we'll do that. the cons of staying home during a showing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Great. We'll do that. We'll take uh, this break in the Twin Cities. Uh, 28 is our temperature reading. We are expecting to hit near 40 today. You stay tuned to News Talk 830 WCCO.
And welcome back to our real estate show. If you have that kind of a question, call us or text us 651-989-9226. Text number is 81807. Here's a text came in a few minutes ago. How, I don't know if you can answer this, uh, Andy. How many homes have sold in the last month? I guess maybe from your perspective, from your Well, you know, generally group. we're right in that, you know, 50, 55,000, you know, homes a year. Right now we're trending to be about 15%, on, 10 to 15% under that. So, you know, seven, 8,000 homes somewhere in there, I guess, is, is a real okay. good number. All right. Another text, uh, if I can find it here. Uh, please explain HARP and who should use it. <laughs> HARP, uh, that stands for... Homeownership affordability or affordable refinance plan. And um, uh, the, the key for that type of mortgage is you had, have to have a Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac backed loan that would have closed prior to June of 2009. Um, those, loans are, those loans are eligible to be refinanced with um, less income documentation, uh, appraisal doesn't matter, and 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 those HARP refinance loans were very very popular in like 2009, 10, 11, 12 when when everybody's home values were were way under from you know the crash. So you were able to refinance and be in a negative equity position. I personally have not done a HARP refinance in a couple of years um, mm-hmm. because the market has improved quite a bit, and that that lack of equity then is no longer now. All but right. the program is still alive, correct? The program I mean, is still alive. Yeah, yeah, I think it actually expires at the end yes, of this year. I believe so. But there's um, there's a new version of it that's that's coming up for future loans, and I haven't done the research on that yet. And it's, it's same, similar concept, different different thing though. Cool. All right. Well, let's, uh, Denny. We've got uh, Jamie Pettis. We have George Eckert in studio here too. Real estate agents with Remax Advantage Plus. And before we went to the break, um, we had a question we were kind of throwing around amongst each other about what is it like when you're showing a house and the homeowner is there? What 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 is your buyer experience? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Go ahead and uh, elaborate a little bit for us. Well, it, it just kind of makes things a little uncomfortable. Like we were talking about before the break, you know, it, you don't feel like you can really uh, be honest about how you're feeling about the home um, when the homeowners are right there. You know, they, you don't want them to, you don't want to hurt their feelings or or whatnot. So it just becomes a little awkward, um, and sometimes it feels like you're kind of invading their privacy. Mm-hmm. It, it just well, and if it's a renter, because this happened a lot back yeah. in the day when you are a. Uh, uh, let's say a landlord and you own a property and you don't have it in your lease where the the tenant has to leave. They just have to provide access. So they're cooking dinner. They're having fun with their whatever. Right. And you're walking through, they make you feel very unwelcome. Mm -hmm. And that that's almost a derogatory situation where you literally almost feel like, Oh my, I don't even want to show the house. And there's been times where I have walked in and said, walked around and said, okay guys, thanks for, thanks for your time. Didn't mean to bother anybody. And you leave. And there are times where I've actually asked that, you know, if you're going to sell an investment property, you work with your tenant and ask them, say, you know, sometimes you incentivize people, say, hey, listen, for every time we do a showing, we'll knock 25 bucks off this month's rent. So it's worth your time to take a half hour out of the bill or whatever the n- number is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, you have, you you know, I've had buyers that have walked in and renters have been there and th- we've walked out and they've said, well, I don't, I'm not going to kick them out. You know, I feel right. bad. I'm not going to, you know. <laughs> well, what about the seller that has way, way, way too much information and they're in your face and they want to tell you everything about their house? That, you know, so what about that? <laughs> yeah. 
And that's what I was thinking too. Like sometimes yeah. homeowners want to be there. They they want to be helpful and tell you how this works and what this is and what's going on with this room. Um, but at the same time, that's what you have an agent for. And if the buyers that I'm bringing through has questions with anything or, you know, then, then we communicate with the agent about, you know, what it is they have a question about. So it is just, it's just nice to have the house empty for, you know, the buyers to come in and have the freedom to look around everything. So they're not buying your house. They're actually buying their new home, right? And I think that that's the key mm, yes. thing. But I, I've had uh, clients of myself where they felt that it's, it's their obligation to make sure that everybody knows everything about it. And I always say, just remember, sometimes you want to date before you get married. And so you want to let people come in there and experience a light and fluffy experience where it's just looking at things or just absorbing the spaces. They're looking at the yard. They don't necessarily need all the details yet. They're still deciding if this or the one down the street or the other 10 that you looked at, which one's their favorite. And so when you bombard them, if anything else, I'd say this. If, you, if you're forcing as a seller to bombard the buyers, don't do it until the second or the third showing. And if, if they're there coming back for a second or third showing, then I say, okay, have Adam sure. or, or prepare a book. Like I've had other people that have prepared a home tour book that has all kinds of detail per page on each room. So if they have any questions, the agent that's guiding the buyer through the house can use that resource and actually, you know, walk them through. So, mm-hmm. yep, a little detail of even the neighborhood and the neighbors and um, the schools and, you know, just a little detail sheet from the sellers, homeowners. That adds a little bit more information mm-hmm. with these why the they things, love the house. Yeah, these are mm-hmm. the things we love about the house and yep. the neighborhood and the things that we think you will appreciate. Right. right. What are what are people doing nowadays? Um, uh, what is their number one thing that helps them pick the houses they're looking at? Is it school district? Is it, you know, the size of the house, bedroom counts? What, what do you think are the number one things people are looking for? Especially if you have kids. I think that the school district yeah. is part of one of their biggest reasons to either stay in an area or move to that Absolutely. area. Um, job location is a big deal too. They want to stay. They don't want to commute so far. But um, you know, and I've part of the demographics that I've been working with are you know first time home buyers that are looking to move up in the world and get their first house, um, or you know the empty nesters that are looking to downsize. So you mm-hmm. have a little bit of both. Well, that's good stuff. Well, we're just about out of time, uh, and I, I hadn't. I, we haven't even got time to comment on this, but I never thought about that with technology the way it is. Texter says, talking about whether the homeowner is present during your showing, how about cameras with audio attached to the Internet that record what goes on? If you disclose so, your recording, you can. You, you can. You have okay. to uh, but you need to disclose it. How do we find out before the time is up here yeah, how to get in hold with Let's everybody. go around the table here. Uh, Georgia, why don't you give your information? Yeah, you can always reach out on my website, Georgia Eckhart dot preferred home team dot com and reach out to me that way. Otherwise, um, my phone number is seven six three three six zero seven seven four two. Thank you. And I'm Jamie Pettis. Uh, my six one two three two one six two six seven. That's the clock's running out. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I'm Cindy Allen with Bay Equity Home Loans, and I was answering the questions on reverse mortgage six five one five eight seven one zero one three. Thanks, Travis. Too. Travis Whitford, TravisMNLoans.com. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.